Hello, this is Brother Jim Ellis with Dispensational Ministries Podcast. The title of this message today is Faith in the Non-Afterlife. And how do you know that? Faith in the non-afterlife. Now, how do you know that? There are, sadly, a good deal of men and women who simply do not believe in God. They do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. They do not believe in a hereafter, a life after this life. They do not believe in heaven or hell or eternity. And they believe or do not believe that that there's anything to look forward to after this physical life is ended. They basically believe that when a person dies, that's it. They just cease to exist. We die, our bodies cease to function, our brain ceases to function, and that's it, nothing more. There's no consciousness after our physical death. No afterlife, no eternal life, no angels, no soul and spirit of mankind that will live on. They believe we are mere biological beings who only function by way of a biological process of electrical impulses. For them, we are just balls of uh, carbon, maybe some nitrogen atoms and a few other elements mixed in, and all those elements provide us what we call life. Many of them mock the idea that when we die, we will live in eternity somewhere. Many are quick to tell us, those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ, that when we die, that's it. There's nothing more. You just cease to be. You die. You don't know you're dead. You just cease to exist. They mock us and say, well, you know, you cannot prove to me that there is a God or a heaven or an afterlife. And that is true. As far as physical evidence, no, I cannot give physical evidence to a life after this life. But I would ask them, how do you know that when you die, That is all there is, and it all ends. How many times have you died and experienced that ending? How many people do you know that have died and experienced that ending? And you can prove that they experienced that ending. How many eyewitnesses have you talked to who can verify your theory of non-existence after life? They mock and tell us that we are naive or gullible or superstitious for for believing in an afterlife. Well, how do you know and where is your proof that it all ends? Well, no, I've never seen heaven and I've never met God in person or the Lord Jesus in the flesh. So I cannot give you physical evidence of the afterlife. But you say to me, you cannot prove all that religious afterlife stuff and no I cannot but neither can you prove your non afterlife philosophy of faith sure modern science has come a long ways in the last 100 years it's been able to eradicate 
many diseases that once killed millions of men and women in one single infestation. It has put men and women on the moon, it has, or put men on the moon, and it's enabled jet planes to break the speed of sound. Modern science and technology has brought about some really amazing discoveries that just a few short years ago was thought to be impossible. In fact, they were so out of the realm of possibility that most people could not even imagine such a thing. But with all its advancements, it still cannot see past death and it cannot peer out into eternity. It cannot see through the veil that separates the physical from the spiritual. My reality of life after death is based solely in my faith. And many non-believers criticize our faith and call it blind faith, gullible faith, naive faith. Well, my friend, I would have this to say to you. My faith is no more blind and even less so than your non-believing faith. Your non-faith is even more blind because your faith ignores all the vast evidences of God our Creator and all those evidences that He has allowed us by His handiwork in creation. Romans 1.19 says, Because that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it unto them. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Well, my faith does not begin and end with creation. My faith is based in a holy, personal God who loves me and has provided personal redemption for me and all of mankind who will receive it. In Jesus Christ, His great love whereby He loved us offers us not only help in this life, but eternal life in the world to come. The hand of a holy God, His hand of love offers us all spiritual blessings in Jesus Christ. His hand of love offers us peace, eternal hope, joy, comfort, consolation, forgiveness of sin, a a personal relationship, a glorious inheritance, and a standing as His children in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this, Mr. Unbeliever and Mrs. Unbeliever. What does your faith offer you? A life spent in darkness and dread and doubt? The only hope that you have is to spend a short lifetime here on this earth, work, labor, go through the travails of life, accumulate things, and then die and leave it all behind. Your faith is one that can only promise futility, eradication, and hopelessness. What a sad and dismal faith you have, my friend. One that can only promise a complete end to all that you have lived for. An end that results in a hopeless abyss of nothingness. Your faith says you are born in this life by way of a series of 
evolutional mistakes and happenstance. You live a very short time and a very few years, and then it's all over. A faith that in all actuality says everything you are living for has no meaning or purpose. It will all end in total darkness and annihilation. A faith that tells you you're not really a living being, you're not truly unique or special or distinct in this world. It's a faith that tells you that you're just a pile of functioning leftover stardust and one day you're going to melt back into a pile of leftover stardust. My, my, my. What a futile faith that truly is. Let me ask you, what do you tell your children when they ask you, Daddy, Mama, why am I here? What is the meaning of life? What is my purpose for being here? And, and, and how is all this going to end, Mom, Dad? What do you tell them? Oh, honey, don't worry about it. Life truly has no meaning. Everything you do and accomplish in this life will end in nothing. It, it's only going to last a few short years and everything you live for is going to end in nothingness. There's no meaning or purpose for you being here. You're just an accident and a freak of nature. Your life really is just one big, big mistake. If evolution had taken one wrong turn millions of years ago, well, darling, you would not even be here to ask these questions. So don't worry about it, honey. Just eat, drink, and be merry, for tomorrow you die, and it all ends anyway. What do you tell them? Work hard, accomplish great things with your life, amass as much as you can, and then die and be nothing? Just a pile of dust that returns to the universe from which it came. How sad that truly is. Is it any wonder that so many of these last generations have come to adulthood and are bewildered by their very existence? Is it any wonder that our young people are slothfully wasting their lives away and being consumed by drugs and alcohol? Is it any wonder that generations of young men and women who have been schooled in a fatalistic non-afterlife are wandering aimlessly through life without any plan, without any sense of purpose, and stumble about in a hopelessness and despair? Is it any wonder that so many are clinging to fleshly pleasures that only last for a brief season? Is it any wonder that so many are trying to find some meaning to their lives in some perverse debauchery or destructive philosophy and dark, fatalistic, cultic fads and trends, trims and whims. What a sad, fatalistic and demoralizing philosophy of life for one to have. Is it any wonder that so many in our age live in a dark state of anger and depression as unbelievers? How terrible it must be to live with such a fatalistic outlook every day of their lives. That's an unjoyful bag of unhope if there ever was one. 
The truth is, you're living a life of futile hope that there is no God and in the false hope that you will never be called in the question for your life and your disobedience to Him. Oh, if there is no God, then there is no judgment or accountability for sin and rebellion against Him and His moral law. I heard a man say, and he was an unbelieving man, he said he believed that when we die, that that's it. And there's nothing out there after this life. He criticized Christians for believing and said, you just want to make yourselves feel better because you're afraid of dying and rotting in the grave. Well, in fact, the truth is just the opposite. And I'm sorry for having to be so blunt. But you are afraid of dying and having to face God who made you and having to give account to Him for the rebellious life that you have lived. Thus, you have reasoned that if you can do away with God, you can do away with your responsibility to God. But Paul told young Timothy, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with Him, talking about the Lord Jesus, we shall also live with Him. If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He also will deny us. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful, he cannot deny himself. Denying his existence does not make him go away. Hebrew said, Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are open and naked under the eyes of him with whom we have to do. You see, but unbelievers can justify their unbelief any way they want to. They can deny the truth of God as vehemently as they please. But it will not and does not change the reality that there is a holy God with whom we have to do. Mr. Unbeliever, Mrs. Unbeliever, your whole faith in the non-afterlife is based in the made-up science of unbelievers who, sadly to say, just like you, are determined to escape the judgment of a holy God. Paul said again to young Timothy, O Timothy, keep that which is committed thy trust, avoiding profane and vain babblings and oppositions of science. Oppositions of science, and that's what it is. Oppositions of science, Paul said, falsely so-called, which some professing have erred concerning the faith. They swallowed a false bill of goods that in order to escape what they know to be the future coming judgment of a holy God, in order to somehow convince themselves that there is no God, there is no afterlife. Thus, they are free to live their lives any way they want or choose to live it upon this earth, to become involved in any kind of conduct, lifestyle, attitudes, sin, debauchery, perversion, whatever they want to do, they're free to do it because they have decided 
through false science and false means and unbelief, that they're just not going to believe there is a God. Now, that's not a scare tactic, not trying to scare someone into changing their mind. It is merely the truth of God, and the truth of God is the truth of God, and it cannot be denied. There is a holy God with whom we all have to do. But in Jesus Christ, we all can have peace with Him right now, in the here and now, or we can wait until it's too late and there's no possibility of peace with that God. The faith that believers have is the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. It is His faith of eternal hope, of eternal grace, of peace, and a multitude of glorious spiritual blessings which are too manifold to number. Paul wrote to some folks in Corinth, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and he'd been rebuking some men there for denying the resurrection of Christ and the resurrection of believers. And he said this to them, if in this life only, He's talking about this physical life, this life that we have in this body of flesh. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. If we only believe in a historical Jesus for the betterment of our fleshly existence without taking into consideration eternity, we are of all men most miserable. Well, that's what Paul said to those folks in that context. But I want to turn that verse a bit and address it to all those whose faith is in the belief of a non-afterlife. It is a faith. It's a faith because you cannot prove that there is no afterlife. You cannot prove that when you die, you die as a dog dies. You cease to exist. You cannot prove that when you close your light, your eyes for the final time in your body of flesh that there's nothing that's out there that you have to face. You cannot, absolutely cannot prove that. There is no clear evidence for that. There is no proof of that. It is just a faith, a faith created by men and women who want more than anything to deny the existence of a holy God and thus deny their accountability to that God. So I would turn around just a bit what Paul said to these people and say this to you. If in this life you only have hope, you are of all men most miserable. I, for one, would not trade my faith for your faith, your faith in the non-afterlife. I would not trade my faith for your faith if it guaranteed me the combined riches of the entire world. I would not trade my hope, my joy, my peace, my consolation, my eternal life in Jesus Christ, for all 
that you could ever accumulate in this life, not for one moment of time. My friend, the Word of God is real. Heaven and hell are real. Eternity is real. When Paul said, or when Hebrews said that it's appointed unto man wants to die, but after this is judgment, that is certain and it is sure. And every person that leaves his life as a non-believer in the Lord Jesus Christ that have never accepted the forgiveness of sin that's in him will face that judgment for their sin and unbelief and rebellion against the very God who sent the Lord Jesus to die for our sins. That's so sad, my friend. I would urge you, I would even beg you today, that if you've been steeped, if you've fallen the, uh, swallowed the, and fallen for the lie that, that this is all there is, please wake up. Please turn from that false idea, that false lie, that unprovable faith of a non-afterlife. Turn from that. Turn to the saving grace of God that's only in Jesus Christ. And find the hope of the grace of God that's only in Him. God bless you. And from my heart, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. God bless you.